the word is good. It's what, it, it is what roots us. It is what grounds us. Amen? It's what keeps us in, in the direction of God. Hallelujah. Well, are we ready? Amen? Ready in the back? Ready in the front? Ready in the middle? Glory to God. If you would stand up and hold your Bibles up in the air, amen, as we get to the Word of God. And repeat after me our confession. Hallelujah. I have to go find it because we kind of switched it up a little bit. Amen. So I am a kingdom citizen. This is my constitution. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer, not a doubter. I'm a doer, not just a hearer. And I'm living my best life. We are a place for a new beginning. We are a biblically-based teaching, preaching, and training. Ministry of excellence and love. Training an army of who's. Let me hear my who's. Yes. That are passionate about knowing God. And living out God's purpose. On their lives. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise right there. Yes. We honor you, God. We praise you. Our opening text for this morning is 1 Corinthians the second chapter, hallelujah, the 14th verse, hallelujah, and it reads as this, it says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Come on, bow with me for a word of prayer. Father, we honor you on today. Have your way in this service. Father, I thank you that the spirit of the Lord is resting upon me now. Because you have anointed me this morning to preach your gospel. Father, I pray that revelation knowledge, hallelujah, would begin to germinate and sit upon us now. Father, take us deeper in you. Give us a greater understanding of you as we step forth in boldness in worshiping and serving you. We honor you, we magnify you, and we glorify you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Well, just like Pastor Jerome said, on Friday, we celebrated our 38th year. Hallelujah. Of being married. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, that, that's, that's some time right there. Hallelujah. We're pushing 40, but that's some time, you know, right there. Amen. 
And so I just want to let you know that he's still my boyfriend. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He still brings me joy. Amen. It's nothing like, hallelujah, being married to an inspirational spouse. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Spontaneous fun all the time. Hallelujah. Glory. And people, you know, I won't. <laughs> I'm thinking about this personality, our personality um, seminar that we teach. It's great to get into the personality seminar. So if you have not been a part of that personality seminar, I want you to know the personality seminar does wonders for your relationships, not only with your spouse, but also with your children, because you understand them better and you know how to dwell together. Come on. See, everybody, you know, has it's been created differently. We all uniquely us. Can I say it that way? We uniquely us. You know, we're wired differently. Amen? And we have to learn how to appreciate each other's, appreciate each other's strengths and appreciate each other's weaknesses. Amen? Because I guarantee if you have a weakness and you're married, your spouse has the strength. Hallelujah. Now, whether you yield to that or not is the difference in you having a harmonious outcome. Ha, how about I say it like that? Amen. So I kind of put that little plug in there. Amen. For everybody, all of the married couples, amen, that's on our, our, our social medias, different, you know, YouTube, you know, all of that great stuff. Amen. But today... I want to talk about, I want to get right into perception is everything. Y'all know for the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to get into perception is everything. I've been trying to get to us being able to see clearly the things of God. Amen. And so we've been talking about ownership. And so we're in the, uh, the title uh, series of taking Ownership, amen. Woohoo! <laughs> Glory to God. And our subtitle for today is Perception is Everything. How you see, how you perceive life is everything to moving forward in life. Amen. Can you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So, as we've been talking about taking ownership, opening our mouth, and speaking forth the word of God, there's a miracle in our mouths. And as we speak forth the word of God, things begin to happen. Amen? So I want you to understand to step into the things of the spirit, you have to make a decision to rise above the natural and to step into the supernatural, to step into the spiritual. And as I look around at the body of Christ, uh, and as I'm praying, and, and different um, leaders and people in the ministry, I know, as I'm praying and asking God, okay, God, how do we make this shift now? Because for months... 
the church has kind of been silent. For months, the church has kind of been stagnated. It's kind of been still. And so, and I'm looking at the state of the church, meaning the body of Christ, not just one particular church, not just one particular denomination. I'm talking about the whole body of Christ, okay? We're at a, a standstill, a state where some churches are open, some churches are closed. Some churches are having service in the parking lot, and some churches are having none. And then you have some churches that are open, amen, and they're open the doors, but there's not a 100% return yet, How, yet, glory to God. And so as we're kind of looking around as what's going on, it's really causing leaders to begin to pray. Begin to pray because this, the only way to move forward is you have to have orders from headquarters. You really have to be listening to what God tells you to do, your particular house. But talking about the church, the entire body of Christ. I talked about having a USA natural mindset. And the majority of the church has a natural mindset. We understand that you're in the natural, you live in the natural, you're clothed in the natural. I call it USA mentality. But in order to move in God, you have to be connected to God in the spiritual, not in the natural. And so when we look at the church, the majority of the body of Christ, the church, everything takes place in the natural. And they have not yet understood how to shift from the natural, the natural mindset into a spiritual mindset. So I kind of want to talk about that today, and I don't want to go, you know, too far. But I want you to know that everything in God is spiritual. Everything in God is supernatural. Come on, we said this over the last couple of weeks. Our kingdomship is supernatural. Our Heavenly Father, come on, is supernatural. Our Constitution, meaning this Word of God, is supernatural. Come on. Heaven is supernatural. Angels are supernatural. Come on. We are not. We are human beings. But in order for us to connect with God, we got to think supernaturally. Come on. Hallelujah. And all the difference in the world is going to make when we transition our thought process from a natural thinking to a spiritual thinking. Am I losing anybody? Come on. Is everybody on board? Everybody understand what I'm talking so far? 
Amen. Hallelujah. I got an amen there. Hallelujah. So the only way to connect is in spirit and in truth. This word must be rooted in us. It has to take root and germinate in us. We must cultivate the ground of our hearts. I'm not talking about your natural heart. I'm talking about your spiritual heart. We have to cultivate the ground of our heart so that the seed of the word of God, hallelujah, can be planted and begin to grow. Hallelujah. That's how we begin to move. When the word goes forth, that seed that's being sowed. And you can go to Matthews and, and look up the seed of the sower. But what happens is there's some seed that fall by the wayside. Some seed doesn't fall on good ground. Amen. There are three. I didn't plan to, to say that, so the Holy Ghost got me out here. Hallelujah. On you understanding that you have to receive the seed. The seed has to be planted in your heart. It has to be planted in your heart on good ground in order for it to spring up. Now, if the seed is not planted on good ground, it does not bring forth the harvest. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give me a couple seconds. Amen. Because, you know, hallelujah. I'm not even on my word. I'm not even on my notes. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Can somebody get me that scripture? The seed. I want to read that scripture to you. Let me know where that is. Amen. And when you have that, I, I, I want to show you how, what happens with the seed. I'm going to keep moving until somebody gets that. The church has to come into a realization that the kingdom of God has to be first. It has to be number one. How you see yourself in the word has everything to do with what you can do from the word. How you see yourself. Amen. Matthew 13. Hallelujah. If you would turn to Matthew 13, 3, and I see that the, um, everybody online is trying to switch, this is not one of your scriptures. Hallelujah. Uh, you need a Bible for this. You need a Bible. Hallelujah. Matthew 13, <laughs> 3. See, this is why it's a good idea. Hallelujah. To pull out your Bibles, dust off your Bibles. Amen. So Matthew uh, 13, 3 says, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in the field. It is the smallest of all of the seeds. But it becomes the largest of the garden planted. It grows into a tree 
now. I'm looking for the seed that was sown. Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Why did I have 31? Amen. I had 31. Hey, see, that's that enemy who don't want me to get to the seed being planted on good ground. Had me in Matthew 31, but now I'm in Matthew 13, 3. That's where we are. Amen. So everybody on Zoom, amen, and everybody on YouTube, we're in Matthew the 13th chapter, and we're starting at the third verse. Amen? It says, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlining rocks. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon withered under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plant. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears, not talking about your natural ear, with ears to hear should listen and understand. So... Now, let me give you the explanation, as Jesus did, as to what that parable meant, okay? So, as you begin to uh, drop down to exactly what the parable meant, hallelujah, I want, I want to start at the 18th verse. It says, now listen to the explanation come on, of the parable about the farmer planting seeds, okay? Now, we're talking about the seed, the seed being the word of God, and how we have to receive the word of God into our hearts in order for the word to begin to sprout and grow in our life, amen? So, verse 18 says, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Stop right there. So as the word goes forth, there are some that hear the word of God as the word of God is preached, as the word of God is taught, but they don't really understand it. I want you to know that teaching is extremely important in the body of Christ. And that's where, that's one element that's missing from the church. I'm going to tell you how. On Sunday mornings, most of our churches are packed. 
hallelujah, with people on a regular Sunday morning. On a Wednesday afternoon, the same people that were on Sunday are not there on Wednesday. It's less of a crowd. So some churches have not even half of the people. So when it comes to the explanation of the gospel, the understanding of the gospel, and us walking it out, a great deal of the church is missing. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? It says, then the devil, then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So now the enemy comes and snatches away the seed. Verse 20, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or any persecution for believing God's word. Last ones, 22. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. So we have to make sure that when the word of God is going forth, we become like the last group of people, that the word falls on good ground. We receive the word, and we become doers of the word. Hallelujah. Producing 30. Come on, 60 and a hundredfold on the word that we received. Amen? Hallelujah. I had to go there, amen, because that was germinating in my spirit, amen, and I don't know whether that was for you here sitting. I don't know whether that was for those that are on Zoom, and I don't know whether that was for those that were on YouTube, but I'm learning to be obedient to God when God says move, amen, even though everybody's looking at me funny like, okay, that was great, but hallelujah, but that's phenomenal for somebody because it just hit somebody's spirit. Hallelujah. Somebody has to wake up and understand that, okay, I need the word of God. I need to take note as to how I'm receiving the word of God so that there can be a manifestation of what I'm receiving in the word of God. I don't want to just be a hearer of the word, but I want to be a doer of the word. I'm ready to carry my life on with God. I'm ready to go to the next level in God. I'm ready to move in him. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's how we do it. I want you to know, even that I'm speaking to somebody that's online right now, I want you to know that you have to get rooted in God's word. Hallelujah. God does not want us to be ever hearing, hearing the word of God, but never able to come into the knowledge of the truth of the word. Amen. And so you have to put the word of God into practice, literally. 
Amen. Literally. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I'm over here and I'm talking about perception. That's where I am today in talking about how we perceive the word of God. And you can't move any further in the things of God until you have the correct perception of God. Meaning you have to have a good understanding. Amen. Your spiritual eyes have to be open to begin to move in the things of God. And how you see yourself in this word has everything to do with what you can do. You might be able to see things a little. But I want you to know when you begin to read the word and pray, you begin to see things clearly. Let me give you an example. If you can't see yourself owning or affording your own home, guess what will happen? You'll keep renting. If you can't see yourself owning or affording your own car, I want you to know you'll keep busing it. You'll keep Ubering it. If you can't see yourself losing weight, I want you to know you're going to keep eating unhealthy. If you can't see yourself free from sin, hallelujah, and poverty, unfortunately, you will remain bound even when you say you know that God is a deliverer, God is a savior. It is your perception of yourself that causes you to move forward. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That was just a praise of the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> she raised her hand. She was like, everybody was like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's just praising the Lord. Hallelujah. That's a natural thing in church, y'all know. That's a natural thing. Amen. <laughs> Glory. That hands goes up. I know y'all sitting in the front going, what's happening? How? Nina's hand just went. And everybody in the back and everybody sitting next to her looked like, what are you doing? Oh, that's a natural reaction. Come on. In church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Y'all didn't know that was a natural reaction? Come on, everybody just lift their hands and just wave hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So my number one is what you think is important. Taking ownership has to do with what you think, what you say, and what you do. And we really worked at what you say. Amen. And so now we're coming into having a, a mindset of what we are to think. We said that once you become born again, you move into a whole new dimension. You move into a whole new realm. When you become born again, you step out of the natural, hallelujah, and you step into the spiritual things of God. Amen? So you step into a whole new dimension. You don't just come to church, amen, and just start volunteering. That's why I really don't like that word volunteering. I said me. I really don't like that word volunteering because as we in the church, we seek for people to volunteer to do this, to volunteer to do that. They don't understand that when you step into church, it's a service unto the Lord. 
I like the term service better than I like volunteering. Because volunteering means that I can do it if I want to, and if I don't want to, I quit. I don't want to do it anymore. But once you understand that my service is unto the Lord, then whatever I do, I do it unto the I do it for the Lord. Amen. I'm working, I'm, I'm working as a greeter. My service is unto the Lord. I'm working as an usher. My service is unto the Lord. I'm working as a praise and worship leader. My service and my worship is unto the Lord. Come on, anybody understand? I'm working on camera, lights, media. I'm, my service is unto, it doesn't have anything to do with you. My service is unto the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it is having the right mindset. Hallelujah. That begins to move us to the places that we need to be. Now, you may, we said this, you may have been born naturally into the USA, but when you are born again spiritually, you are born into the what did we say? K-O-H, the kingdom of heaven. You are now citizens of the kingdom of heaven. You must transition from a USA thinking to a K-O-H thinking. You must transition from natural to spiritual. Amen? Anybody getting this? I'm going slow enough. Hallelujah. I'm going slow enough. We learn by repetition. We have to move from the natural way of doing and understanding, okay, God, I've got to get into the spiritual. As I started off saying, that's kind of what's wrong with the church. We have a USA mentality. We have a USA attitude. We have a USA approach. And we have a USA appetite. Now, a USA attitude, it means we get mad about some stuff that happens in the USA. We watch the news. We allow the news to frustrate us. Come on. And overwhelm us. Why? Because we're settling for a USA mentality. We talk about appetites, a USA appetite. So USA Appetite is we're looking at the church, and it's hard to tell from the people outside from the people in the church because the people in church are craving the things of the world. They want to look like the world. They want to be like the world. But the word of God tells us that we have to come out from among them and be ye what? Holy. That's just what Pastor Jerome was talking about today. Now, let's look at Romans 12. I want to read it into your ear, your ears. Amen. It says, and be not, let me read that word again. And be not, and be not. The word of God says, 
Be not conformed. It means don't follow, don't adapt to, come on, don't match, detach. Let me say that again. It means don't follow the world. Don't adapt to the world. It means don't match it, detach from it. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. What is transformed? Be ye changed. But how? How am I going to do that? By the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. How are we going to get our mind renewed? Through this word. How are we going to have our mind renewed? Right here, through the word. As we begin to read the word, our mind begins to change. Our mindset begins to get renewed. You are now a kingdom citizen. God has added some super to your natural, hallelujah, as we become supernatural. Philippians tells us that we are kingdom citizens. Second Corinthians tells us that we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Amen? And we talked about getting into the kingdom mindset. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Amen. I'm saying glory, glory, glory because I know what God gave me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And it's like taking a knife and slicing, hallelujah, through a cold atmosphere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. The atmosphere got to shift. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Father, we honor you. We glorify you and I magnify you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. All right. Hallelujah. 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 It's not that I, it's not that I don't know where I am on my notes because I got a whole paper full of notes. Hallelujah. But I want to make sure that you're receiving what I'm saying. I want to make sure that you're understanding what I'm saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Number two, perception is everything. Perception is everything. Spiritual discernment is not caught, it's taught. We talked about that, right? It's not caught, it's taught. And those of you that are taking notes, amen, you need to write that down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Um, Suki, can you find me a worship song? Since we don't have a band yet, we need that band. 
Hallelujah. Because, see, if we had that band, somebody was up here on that keyboard, amen, they would automatically just be back there on that keyboard. The keyboard would get to going, amen. And so this week, we, we fasted and we prayed. We fast and pray every week, amen. And we did it personally for the families this, this week. And so the families of our church, but we're going to have to begin to even pray even more for our keyboard and our drama, amen. So if you have the gift of uh, playing, amen, from the keyboard or from the drums, glory to God. Come on in here. Hallelujah. We want to pray you in here, amen. We want to bless you right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to get to perception is everything. You know, for the last three weeks, I've been trying to get to perception is everything. Anybody notice that? Hallelujah. It might even been four weeks that I've been trying to get to perception is everything. Hallelujah. You have my song ready? Hallelujah. My music ready? If not, amen. Ready. Come on. Give it to me a little bit. Amen. This is a long one. Amen. If you would, just take a few minutes to just lock in with God. Just let God speak to your heart and let God speak to your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
will fill me up, God. Amen? Fill me up. Perception, hallelujah, is everything. How we see ourselves is everything to moving forward in the things of God. You've got to see yourself in this word. You, as you read in the word of God, when you're reading the scriptures, you have to insert your name in there. You have to pray the word. You have to actually have a, you have to see yourself in the word. Amen. And as I'm, I'm, I'm just praying to God, and I'm going to tell you where I am because some people, you know, you're looking like, okay, what's happening? What's going on? What's going on? I want to make the connection to make the right deposit. Hallelujah. I want to make the right connection to make the right deposit. Because as I'm teaching kingdom citizenship, it's transitioning a whole group of people. Amen. A whole group, a, a whole way of understanding from one situation to another situation. That's the best way I, I can say it. When you talk about kingdom citizenship, moving from a natural mindset, moving into a spiritual mindset, it's something that's not exactly taught. It has to be caught. It has to be caught in the spirit realm because we're talking about being able to discern it spiritually. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to show you some things in the Bible where in the Bible it was perceived to be that. I perceive the man of God. I perceive the woman of God. I perceive what God was saying. So um, I'm not talking natural. I don't want to use a whole lot of natural words. I want you to be able to catch it in the spirit realm. I want to begin to move our ministry from just doing natural things, just speaking natural things, to totally relying on God and God's spirit to lead them and guide them as you begin to take a step. Now, we can talk a lot. We've, everybody's been talking Hallelujah, since Jesus was on the cross. You have religious leaders that's been talking. Everybody's been talking. But the only thing that actually lasts is your relationship, your encounter, your connection, your attachment to God. And the only way you can get there is to understand I've got to get there in the spirit. And if I get there in the spirit, it doesn't have anything to do with anything natural or cardinal. Not my mouth, not my lip service. It has to come from out of my heart, my spiritual heart. Um, the last couple of weeks, I was trying to show you how when we connect and worship with God, it can't be from a lip point of view, just I'm singing words. It has to be a spiritual connection from your heart. God is looking at your heart. He's looking for us to step in to worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. And to be able to do that, what I'm trying to help you understand is we have a natural mindset, a natural thinking, a natural way that we want to do things. But that's not, hallelujah, 
how God wants to connect with us. He doesn't want to connect with us from the soulish part of us. He don't want to connect with us from the natural part of us. He wants to connect with us from the spiritual part of us that he breathed into us. Amen? When we became alive and became beings, he does not want us to rely totally, come on, on our mind, our emotion, and our intellect. He does not want us to rely totally on man-made doctrine, man-made understanding. Hallelujah. Lord, is anybody following me so far? Amen. I'm digging, a, I'm, I'm digging, you know the Bible says dig a ditch. I'm digging a ditch here. Hallelujah. I'm digging a ditch. Glory to God. And so I'm, I see I'm going to have to work with this. I'm going to have to work. I'm going to have to work with this. Amen. I'm going to have to work with this. So we're, we're talking about perception is everything. It is everything. It is what changes one Christian from another. It is what changes what one Christian can do from what another can do. It changes the blessings and the promises of God. I hear Christians who've been saved for many years say, well, I know what the word of God says, but the truth of the matter is, I didn't get a house. I, I didn't get a car. I, did, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get healed. What was your perception? Of the word. Because the word doesn't change. God doesn't change. God is who he says he is. God can do what he says he can do. Period. It is not that God can do it Monday, but you know what? Check back with me on Tuesday. No. It is if God said it, he will do it. That settles it. And the, and the reason that we have to make a switch, hallelujah, and step into what God is saying is because if we say anything different from what God says. We put our limitations on others. Amen? So, God has called us to speak in faith, to live in faith, to say what the word of God says. Amen? And I like even this past Wednesday, when we were having Bible study, and um, just, it's just us in here, and us is on the Bible study. We don't have 101 crowd of people outside. It's just family. Amen? It's just us. Evie said, I know what I'm going through, but I know what the Word says. Hallelujah. That's where our grounding has to be in the Word. Amen? It has to be in the word. We have to shift our natural thinking to our spiritual thinking. There has to be a transition. We have to rise above. Hallelujah. 
the natural and step into, hallelujah, the spiritual. Let's get some word in here. John 14. Let's get some word. Let's get some word. Amen. Jesus said, the Father does the work, and I speak the word. This is one of those scriptures that I wanted to, to do when I was talking about speaking. There's a miracle in your mouth. I just didn't get to it. Amen? John 14, if you turn to John 14, verse 10. And it reads, do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority. I want to pause right there. That's where we have to get to, speaking the word. Not speaking our own opinion, not speaking on our own authority. We have to speak the word. The authority is in the word. But the Father who dwells in me, say the Father dwells in me, does the works. Who does the works? The Father does the works. Verse 11, it says, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Amen? I want you to know there is nothing average or just natural about God. God is spiritual. There's nothing natural. What separated Jesus from an average person? Signs, wonders, and miracles. That's what separated Jesus from everybody else, every other natural person. And the same thing is going to separate you from everybody else is going to separate you from the world, which is the works of the Father. Amen? And that's where we have to get to. When we get in the Spirit, hallelujah, we get to the works of the Father. And I want you to know that's something you can't fake. You cannot fake that. So when we open our mouths and speak, God's got our back. You were created for signs and wonders. You were created to live in the spiritual. Your spirit man is supposed to override your natural man. You have spirit, soul, and body. I want you to know your spirit is supposed to override your soul. It should not be the other way. When our soul overrides our spirit, that's when we run into conflict when it comes to the word of God. That's when we come into conflict with being able to live it, being able to walk it, being able to talk it, it manifesting in our life. Anybody understand it? Let me keep going. Turn to Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord will anoint you and he will appoint you. Isaiah 8.18. Isaiah 8.18 says, Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for what? 
signs and wonders. What are you for? Signs and wonders. We are for signs and wonders. Let me read that again. You were created for signs and wonders. In Israel, from the Lord of hosts, who dwells, there it is again, who dwells in Mount Zion. Zion symbolizes the church. I want you to know the spirit of the Lord dwells on the inside of you. Now, I'm going to hit this again. You get to the place of signs and wonders by staying out of the natural, by staying out of religion and getting into a relationship, by getting out of lit service and getting into heart worship, by not conforming to this world, meaning not going along with the things of this world. You got to make up in your mind that you want to be different. You got to make up in your mind that I have a hunger and a thirst and a passion for God. Right now in my life, I need God. Nothing else is going to work. I tried all of the natural things and they didn't work for me. I need God. I need the true, real, living God to show up in my life, to turn things around in my life. Hallelujah. That, that's where we got to get to. I'm telling you, that's, that's what's going to distinguish you, hallelujah, from the rest of the fish swimming downstream. You have to make up in your mind, hallelujah, that me and God are the majority. And if I have to get in there and start swimming upstream, I got to swim upstream. All of the rest of the fish are swimming downstream. All of the rest of the fish are telling you, guess what? You need to swim downstream. You're going in the wrong direction. I want you to know you're always going in the right direction when you are following God. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that the Spirit of God will lead you upstream. You got to be willing to say, guess what? I tried downstream, amen? It didn't work for me. Hallelujah. I'm swimming upstream. It comes with a mindset, hallelujah, of going against the norm. The normal way is what everybody else is doing. That's not the course that God has set for me. That's not my destiny. That's not what God is calling me to. That's not my purpose in God. Are you hungry for your purpose? Are you hungry for what God created you to do? Because what God created you to do is different from what everybody else is doing. I don't care if he called you to preach. Your preaching is not the same as everybody else's. Well, I can get up here and I, don't, I can care less about who preaches this way and who preaches that way and how well this one speaks and how well that one speaks. All I have to do is stay connected to God and to do what God tells me to do and say what God tells me to say. Amen? You will find yourself messed up if you have to do it the way people tell you to do it. If the way people tell you to do it agrees with the way God tells you to do it, boom, you got a mentor. But if it doesn't tell you, it doesn't agree with your spirit, amen, then you're going to get all messed up and twisted. 
stay with God. Hallelujah. Do it God's way. Amen. Preach what God tells you to preach. Do it the way God tells you to do it. Hallelujah. So in order to move in these signs and these wonders, hallelujah, we got to make sure that we're connected with God and we stay in relationship with God. I want you to know why. The Father's works are to distinguish you. They are designed to distinguish you from the rest of the world. Do you ever know that people come up to you and say, you know what, there's something about you. You know, you look, it's like a light. You look bubbly. You look open. You look friendly. There's something about you. I want you to know it's God in you that they see. It's the anointing of God on you that people see. People notice a difference. Your natural mindset will tell you, really? I feel the same. I look the same. And you don't even recognize it yourself. But other people look at you. They, can, they notice immediately that there's something different about you. You have to understand that you have to take ownership of that, that that's God in me. That's God working on me. That's God calling me to shine. That's why we hold to faith. Hallelujah. We hold to the declaration of faith. Hallelujah. Because when people see us, they see God. Amen. Hallelujah. They, I, 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 I know. Hallelujah. So, we were designed for signs and wonders. And I'm going to hit this. Religion has no works. It has no works of the Father. That's how you can tell it's religion. That's why church is seen, I have this written, as insignificant and non-essential. Because religion doesn't have any works. They have nothing to show for it. They don't have the works of God. They have a bunch of lip service. That's why the government wants to shut the church down. Because the government knows that it's a bunch of lip service going on. Where is the power of the Holy Spirit. Where is the Father's works? Where is the backing it up? I'm going to give you a scripture. Come on, I'm a guy. Y'all looking at me funny again, so let's go to 1 Corinthians. Four, 2, 4. What does it say? It says, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words. Do you see that? The church has a lot of persuasive words. We're talking a lot of words. My speech and my preaching was not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in what? 
demonstration of the spirit and of power. I want you to know, to have demonstration of the spirit and power is going to take some consecration. It's going to take some sanctification. It's going to take some prayer and fasting. And once we get saved, we only want to come so far. There's some hard things that we have to do. We have to take some steps, and we have to make some corrections. If we want to get to the place in God that we make a difference, that things are turning around on our behalf. I'm going to read to you 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to close right here. First Corinthians, when, when she gets up, First Corinthians, the second chapter, I'm going to read that to you, and I'm going to close right here. But I want you to keep in mind that we were created for signs and wonders. We were created to be distinguished from the world. We are not to look like the world. We are not to look like the world. Hallelujah. First Corinthians, the second chapter, verse 7 through 9. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in mysteries, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before this age for his glory. Verse 8 which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they have known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. That's important right there. The heart of man. The things which God has prepared for those that love him. It might take some sacrificing. It might take some sanctifying. It might take some prayer and fasting. But I want you to know that God has prepared some things for those who love him. The question is, do you love God? The question is, are you ready to move forward in God? Hallelujah. Then you have to have your perception together. Hallelujah. What is it that you perceive? Because what you perceive has everything to do with this word coming true in your life, with this word manifesting in your life. Amen? Are you looking for a change in your life? Are you looking for some things to change? I want you to know that your mindset has to be saturated in this word. It can't have, you can't have any doubt when it comes to receiving the things of this word. 
As soon as you begin to entertain doubt that it might not happen or it might not happen for me, I want you to know that's when things began to stall. Hmm. Hmm. Hallelujah. I preached this before. I preached the vehicle of faith. You have to stay in the vehicle of faith in order to get to the manifestation. It has to do with what we're thinking. Everything happens, hallelujah, when we get our thinking right, when we believe God 100%. It's not that God, so God will do it for this one, but God won't do it for that one. God has blessed us with life and health. When you wake up every morning, you have life. You have health. Amen? So whatever God calls us to, we can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Y'all looking at me this morning? Hallelujah. Like, Y'all not, y'all, y'all not getting the understanding between natural and spiritual. Maybe I got to, I, I know y'all Cameron and I'm getting ready to close, but let me come down. Maybe I got to come down here like Pastor Jerome come. I'm talking about moving from natural to spiritual. Moving from a USA mentality thinking to a spiritual thinking in God. Hallelujah. And then to get there, to get to a spiritually mentality way of thinking, you have to be sold out for God. There has to be a hunger and a thirst. The kingdom of God has to be first in your life. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Not your job, not your family, come on, not your girlfriend, not your boyfriend, come on. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. What is it that you're seeking God to do in your life? Hallelujah. Get the scriptures. Get locked into the word. Begin to read the word. Begin to trust God. Begin to pray the word of God. Begin to fast and pray. Hallelujah. Talk to God. God, I need this thing to move. God, I need this thing to shift. God, I need this promotion. God, I need this door open. God, I need this car to get me to where I need to be. Come on. God wants the best for you. God wants the best for me. Hallelujah. It is not, it is nothing in God that says impossible. There's nothing impossible in God. All things are possible to what? Them that believe. Hallelujah. It's not that I haven't been through any struggles. It's not that I haven't been through any tests and trials and tribulations. Hallelujah. But I got up and kept going. And I'm going to tell you, if I fall down and I have fell fallen down, guess what? I got up, dust myself off, and I kept going. And I want you to know if you are connected with God and you mean business with God, that's exactly what you will do. 
You will be like, God, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm dedicating this season of my life to you. And watch what he will do. You don't have to worry about what this person says, what this, this, this preacher says, what that preacher says. Scrolling through the channels. Hallelujah. Looking on YouTube, trying to find what this... You can't eat from 101 houses. I'm going to tell you that to get direction from God. Because this house will tell you, you know what? Be still. Be silent. It's time to be still in God. It's time to... This house will tell you, it's time to move in God. It's time to go forth. What are you going to do? Are you going to move? Are you going to be still? That's why you got to know where God plants you. Where God roots you. Because it's not your lawn's word. It's the word of the house that God plants you. That means I can take the mic and start speaking what God tells me. It means Pastor Jerome can take the mouse, my mic and start speaking, hallelujah, what God tells him, and it's all got to line up. Brother Bryant comes up. Do you hear him? I don't talk to that brother. I don't talk to him about the word. And it is the word of the house that is for you that are planted in the house. It is to grow you up. And when we're talking about changing, making a change from natural mindset and stepping into a spiritual mindset, it's because you need to shift. Hallelujah. You need to shift your mindset. USA thinking from the natural will not do it. It will not get you to the next season that God is taking you to. Because the next season that God is taking to you to, you got to let go your old way of thinking. God wants to take you spiritually. What God's going to do for you is spiritual. God's going to heal your body spiritually. God's going to provide wealth for you spiritually. Now you think you're going to try to do it in the natural. You go ahead and work yourself into a, 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 a tizzer. Go ahead and take three, four jobs, do overtime, triple time, whatever you need to do. But God say, I can do it in one seed. God hits your spirit. He tells you what seed to sow. You sow that seed, and God will bring a hundredfold harvest. I want you to understand we're moving in a time now where your ear better be connected to God, not to the TV. Those of you that are on TV, hallelujah. Not to the TV. And I know you're watching me by YouTube, and I know you're watching me by Zoom. Hallelujah. You need to get planted in the house. You need to make sure your ear is connected to God. You need to make sure that when you're hearing what we're saying is connecting to your spirit. Amen. And you need to be present in the house so the anointing can touch your life, transform you. Hallelujah. And now, this is the last thing I'm going to say in closing. It's one of them days where I have three and four and five clothes, and I'm sorry. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the last thing I'm going to say, and I wanted to say it a couple of weeks ago, but you know how you, you, you preaching and you want to make sure that, you know, you open the right way and you give your three points, amen, and you do your altar call and salvation and you close the right way. 
but this is what I want to make sure I say in the atmosphere. And I say those to those that are on Zoom and every place else listening. It has to do with altar call. And it has to do with being slain in the spirit. When the presence of God, when you feel the presence of God, that's when you need to surrender. Hallelujah. You take a position of surrendering by putting your hands up as a surrender, not putting your hands up and bracing yourself, not putting your hands up and saying, you know what, I'm not going to cry. You know how long it took me to put all this makeup on my face? I am not about to mess up this face. You know how much makeup costs? I'm not about to have floor seats. You have to shift the mentality. Are you hungry for God? Do you really want God? Do you really want the things of God? Or do you just want to be cute? Because I'm telling you, God will line everybody up. Hallelujah. The anointing will be moving. The presence of God will be here. And it will skip right over you. Because you're standing there going, okay, hallelujah, I got this. I got. That's not how it works. How it works is when you feel, hallelujah, you are sensitized and you know that the presence of God is there, you surrender to him. Hallelujah. If it may be that you go back on the floor, go to the floor because that's when God does his work. You know why? Because God doesn't do his best work when you're standing there going, I got this. I'm together. I got me together. I ain't messing up nothing. I'm together. He does his best work when it's only you and him talking. Hallelujah. It's not about a man. It's not about a woman. It's not about a natural thing. Go in God in the spirit. I hope you're catching it. I'm hoping, because see, we, we're messing up in the churches. Amen. Messing up in the churches because we're standing there going, okay, I got this. Amen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pray for me. Amen. Go ahead. Pray for me. Natural mindset. Get into a spiritual mindset. Get in with God. In the spirit. Hallelujah. Now, that's not just, just for us. That's especially for those. Glory to God. Now, as we bring service to a close today. Can you everybody stand in the presence of God? Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, yep, 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 yep. I can hear. I can see. That's, that's, that's my gifting right there. I got to get up close. Hallelujah. I got to be able to see you, hear you, and discern. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. As you begin the altar song, amen. Hallelujah. We're going to open up our altar today. I'm definitely going to open up my altar today. Hallelujah. Glory to God for prayer. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Like no other time before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anytime the enemy tells me what I cannot do. Hallelujah. I know I'm going to do it that much more. God, let your presence rain down in this place. Hallelujah. I will do what you say do. Glory, 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 glory. 
Something has to break. Come on. It happens in the spirit realm. It only happens in the spirit realm. What if today is today? That God says, I want to touch you today. Hallelujah. I want to break that thing over your life today. Not tomorrow. Not next Sunday. Not next week. I want to break that thing over your life today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Those of you that will take a step, hallelujah, for God, take, if you will come and fill this altar, worship God from right here from this altar. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Nobody moving. Hallelujah. I don't see nobody moving. Right here at the altar. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, worship them, worship them. Hallelujah. It's a hard thing. Hallelujah. I have the three sisters here. Amen. Are you ready to take a step for God? Glory to God. Something has to break, God. Something has to give. God, something has to shake loose. Hallelujah. My trust is in you, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. those impossible situations whatever you think is impossible give it to God right now hallelujah come on from your heart whatever that impossible situation is come on hallelujah
Right now. 